Hey, Work Positive Nation, ever noticed how some people you talk with are so pleasant and informative, you just kind of lean in, you just want some more? I mean, these people can read the weather forecast and make you feel interested. But other people read the weather forecast and your teeth grit, your stomach rolls, or you just make yourself getting angry, and you're like, what's going on here with me? Which one of these work colleagues do you want to be around? After all, you may be going back into the office for at least a few days a week now. The struggle is getting real again, isn't it? Or maybe the better question is, which of these two types of communicators are you? My guest is here to help you communicate better with greater etiquette. She's an expert source. She's heard around the world. She's the author of a couple of books. And she's here to help us, you and me, direct a conversation to a more agreeable outcome. So lean in, listen up, and let's learn on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey. Yes, Work Positive Nation, Rosalinda Randall is here. Welcome, Rosalinda Randall, to the Work Positive Podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure, and thank you for the invitation. Oh, I am delighted to have you on. Adrian made it sound like, uh, my producer made it sound like you walk on water. So, uh, Work Positive Nation, stay tuned. I'm going to pour water on screen, and Rosalinda's going to walk on it for us. So, be uh-huh. ready for that. Stay, stay tuned. That's at the end of the program. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Adrian, the pressure you put <laughs> So, Rosalinda, it, it seems like, as I said in the intro, that some people can give the weather forecast, can read the weather forecast and make it sound like the most interesting thing in the world. I mean, I fell in love with cumulus clouds with a person like that one day. But other people can read the weather forecast and you think they're angry. And so you start feeling angry and their their communication skills are just, um, can I just politely say lacking, right? Because they sound like they're ticked off with the world. Communication is so important and communicating well is so important. How can we in the work environment create a positive work culture by communicating better today? If I had one statement to say, it's we have to want to. And, you know, you can give people the skills, the tools, the do's and don'ts lists. But if they don't want to, because we are and many of us are focused on what we want to say, or I even want to go as far as saying spew out (laughs) and not get a response. That's not what I want. I don't want to open up a conversation. Uh I want to let you know what I think. And walk away. And I call that like the drop and walk people who, you know, or in politics, things that you run into people and they're da, 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 and they walk away. Well, you can say anything you want to me, but please just give me a moment to address it and perhaps even agree with you or learn something from it. Hmm. But um, that that's where I think that the foundation is. If we have an agenda or a purpose and it is not to find a resolution, mm. but to just give our opinion, it will go nowhere. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that drop and walk. That That's a great way to talk about it. I refer to that as backing the truck up and dumping. I mean, that that's all they really want to do, man. You can't give someone want to, I mean, I, I, I wish there was uh, an inoculation. Hey, Dr. Joe, we're going to give you some want to boom right here in your left arm. <laughs> that's a good one. Some want to. Yeah. I like that. I know. So it seems Especially like with your Southern accent. Yeah. I really like that's that. That's right. That's exactly right. We're having butter and biscuits by the way, later. <laughs> so, yeah. um, when, when you're attracting top talent and you're having these conversations, right. And you're trying to determine, is this person a right fit for our culture? How do I, how do I gauge that level of want to? This is something relatively new. I subscribe to the latest HR rules and policies and all of that to kind of keep track. I mean, it does influence what I talk about and just to be aware of the new trends and what's going on in the workplace. And the one that really surprised me that is still in the works, it's in sort of in a nice way, employers to be mindful of what guidelines they give employees on behavior and communication, the words they use that can infringe on their free speech, the right that they have. And that includes civility training, which is what we need the most of, but they're saying, be careful how far you go and how it is presented Um you must speak this way or you must carry yourself this way. Well, what if I don't want to? You know, the company has to have uh, reasons, substantial reasons, other than we just want a nice work environment for everybody. Uh-uh. <laughs> because your nice is different than my nice. And yeah. so it's becoming more and more difficult for employers to require or to request or put in their policies and, and procedures manual um, codes of behavior. Hmm. Uh, and that's where it's, it's really kind of sad. Hmm. Um, but if we didn't have this, and again, it's just pending, it's they're talking about it. So it's nothing that that is mandated at this point. But as an employee, for example, Southwest, I was on the phone, and every experience with me it, with them has been wonderful. So this particular woman, I said, are you guys trained to be nice? Or, you know, she just burst out laughing. She said, well, that's our brand. And we've had people who start and their personality doesn't blend in. Or is, she just said, is not nice. And they figure it out and they leave. So that's part of me as an employee going to a company, doing my homework on their mission statement and so forth to see whether it's a good fit for me. Maybe I can't stand people and, you know, I just have no patience for them. Why am I going to go to a place that has to deal with people all the time? Yeah, really. Maybe I'm not a nice person and therefore I, I, I shouldn't go work for Southwest. But how do I, how do I attract those people with whom we share those types of core values when it comes to communication? I believe the easiest way is to have that in the forefront of their, their maybe requirements or standards or special skills, You that upfront on their website, uh, the initial maybe Zoom interview, because a lot of times they just do a quick initial one and then they go forward in person now that we're back in person. So I just think for companies, if that is something very important, they need to almost lead with that. But a lot of employees don't want to. I want to lead with 
what are the benefits? <clears throat> Pardon me. How many vacation days? Do you have nap rooms? Can I bring my dog in? All these things that will suit benefit me, not what, then that's what's changed. Not what I can give and provide for the company. It's what are you going to do for me? And I'll let you know if I want to work for you. So uh, I find it a very difficult place for employers, you know, addressing your question. Yeah. Um that that is really in, and this is our environment. Um, and that's why you have the 90 day probationary period or used to, uh, to see if it's a good fit for both, both parties. Yeah. For both your sakes. Right. So mm-hmm. you're coming to work here. You gotta be nice. Can you be nice? <laughs> I mean, I could just hear that. <laughs> right. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just say that, but <laughs> you, have to, you have to frame it. So I developed this, uh, acronym, I guess, KIPP, uh, K-I-P-P, keep it polite and professional. So being polite, similar to being civil. I don't have to be all, oh, yay, good morning, and be all cheerful with everyone. You know, that's not my personality, perhaps. Mm. Uh, but just professional, meaning you don't bring in your 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 drama or drag or, oh, I hate traffic, so I'm going to hate everyone here today. Get out <laughs> of my way. I mean, I, um, it, it, it used to be once you clock in, you have to have this, not have to, but we sort of expect this persona who is sort of together, keeps it together, and at least civil to everyone around them. Mm, yeah. And yet today we're having more conversations about mental health than ever before. And so how to communicate well in the midst of some obvious challenges, because as you mentioned, we're coming back to work. And for some of us, that's quite threatening. We don't feel safe. So how am I being, how can I be mindful, Rosalinda, about communicating in the best way possible in that kind of environment? That's a bit stressful for all of us now. Everyone, no matter what side you think of whether we should come back yeah. or not come back. And, and right. you know, I, I believe again, taking responsibility. If I am requested now to come back to the office and I'm having concerns, let's just use that word for mm-hmm. about whatever it is. It is my responsibility to talk to my maybe immediate manager or HR, whomever you're supposed to go to, whatever the protocol is to let them know, these are my concerns. This is what I'm worried about. And ask like, I would be comfortable coming back if I could have this. Maybe I can't accommodate you, but at least there's dialogue. There's now I know versus having you come in and be angry or call in sick or, you know, throw things because, you know, the chairs, pardon me, too close to someone else. How does an employer know how to try and accommodate you if you don't speak up and even speak up beforehand, not when you're in the midst of that particular concern? Mm. And one of the keys to creating a safe environment from the manager standpoint is to say to the team, hey, you can disagree with me and everything's going to be fine. I want to hear from you. So if there's something that's not kosher or not the way that you need for it to be in order to work productively around here, talk to me. Let me know. And we may disagree with that. I, I may have an off day or a not nice day. Right. And, and may say, what? But, you know, I, it's up to me as a manager to respond to that. So I, I really like what you're saying about it's up to the team member to say, let me, let me share this with you. My chair is too close. It, it's just, you know, I, I, it's just not working for me. What can we do for that? Because I'm used to being in a room by myself for the last three years. 
Yes, yes. Uh, and then, as you said, the leader, the manager, to also say, if there are concerns, please see me. Some people might want it to private and they don't want to voice their concern in front of, at that moment in at the team meeting. And so as a manager, allow that time, offer that time that you can come see me after the meeting or tomorrow or make an appointment, text me, whatever it is, and have it out then. But again, that's where communication is so important because we can resolve things, maybe not to the satisfaction of everyone, mm. but it's resolved. Okay, I can't have that. Now, what is my next step? Do I find a new yeah. job? Do I request a transfer to another department that will suit me? I mean, there are always options, but when we stay quiet and put it on social media or complain to our coworkers who probably get sick of it and roll their eyes as soon as you turn around because you're still complaining every day about it and doing nothing, um, you know, it, we have to take a little responsibility on that. Yeah, some personal responsibility for saying, here's what I'm experiencing in order for me to be productive, innovative, and creative, right? To do my best uh, to perform at my peak. Here, here's what I'd like to do. So it creates that communication there. I, I really like that acronym, KIPP, keep it polite and professional, right? That Plus my sister-in-law's name, KIPP. She just used one piece. That's easy for me to remember. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so I love that, KIPP, keep it polite and professional. What are some other tips that you have for us, Rosalinda Randall, that will help us reduce team turnover, that is to create that environment where people can communicate well and proper etiquette's followed. Again, you can't force people to speak up, to speak their mind, to share their concerns. You can't. Hmm. So this time it seems as though it's really more on the employer and the manager hmm. but what if the manager is also having concerns and they have to be there? Um, they need to turn to someone. But again, it's, do I want to see if I can make changes? A lot of people don't want to, or they want people to read their mind. But offering an opportunity every so often, maybe reminding employees that, hey, every Wednesday from, you know, three to four here, schedule so we can just meet up and talk to see what is going on in the workplace, especially the first few months that everyone is going back. That could help turnover, but employees need to feel that the manager really means that because mm. I've heard from employees where they go open door policy, but don't you dare go and talk to them. They don't really want to hear about it. <laughs> what so, do you want? <laughs> yeah. So maybe management needs a little bit of a training or reminder course what? that. What? It, <laughs> Surely you just Sherm keeps talking about 57% and then somebody else did another survey found 60% of people leave a job because of two. The manager, right? So, yeah, maybe managers do need some training on how to create that that environment that makes a back door smaller than the front door. Rosalinda Randall is my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Now, if you're watching us on YouTube or on our website at workpositive.today, you see right over Rosalinda's uh, left shoulder, a red book cover. Yeah. What's the title of that book? It is called Don't Burp in the Boardroom. And it Don't addresses burp in the boardroom. I love it. Where'd you get that title? Uh it happened. I it was a somewhat of a collaborative with a colleague of mine who is uh -huh. also in the etiquette business. But we were talking about this where I was walking down the hall with a gentleman, um, a colleague. He was taller than me, which I'm five one, so a lot of people are small. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And I was looking up because he was speaking as we were walking down the hall and I saw him do one of these 
love those cheek burps like okay because i didn't make the sound you didn't i didn't really burp <laughs> and because we were walking closely in a hallway i smelled it no you didn't no you didn't yes yes i'm sorry that's gross to everybody i'm they so sorry they never smell good either do they <laughs> you don't smell your own but you smell someone else's right <laughs> oh, it was uh, and i just went, no, it's still a burp like just because the sound doesn't come out so that's yeah. what influenced when we were like going back and forth in title so that's the backstory. <laughs> That is delightful. I absolutely no, love it. it. Now it is, but it wasn't then. <laughs> Not so much then. Yeah, he, he forgot that it's about more than masking the sound. You got to keep the smell to yourself too, right? He was probably as glad to get rid of it as, as anybody. Oh, <laughs> right. oh, gosh, yeah. but, so when I get my copy of Don't uh, Burp in, in a Boardroom or on the way to a boardroom, uh, <laughs> right? When I, when I go to Amazon and I, and I download my copy or I order my paperback, what am I going to read about in there? It's a super easy read. It's, it's, it's just questions and answers. It's okay. people, questions that I've accumulated just from the last 20 years on what do I do if I don't get invited to lunch with my co- coworkers or just re- mm. re- everything related to the workplace and just okay. options on things to do that possibly do. Hmm? Right. Just simple. Right. And, and, and specifically around etiquette. Uh, so yes. give us a sneak peek. What, what's the most common question or the most popular question you've gotten from the workplace? Oh my, recently it's been about emails. Really? Yeah. Address email etiquette. People don't, one, they don't reply to all of the things. And in fact, I've developed a way. Well, I have a few questions. I will enumerate them so that they don't skip them. Because if you put them in a paragraph, they're going to answer two out of four. And then you write back and say that. Um, A lot of people are very, very unclear, the emails, or they're too familiar hey, acronyms and what's up and things like that. So that's, and, and just not responding. Um, that's that's the biggest one, not responding. Uh, so there's that. And then uh, I just recently did one and there's like a list of things and it all seems to stem from communication. She looked at me this way and didn't say good morning. That's one that I've heard like three times recently that really? people are acknowledging each other at work. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I think that's because we're going back to work. We haven't been able to, you know, we've been number one. We've had our own opinion. Nobody disagrees with us. I don't have to answer <laughs> because nobody talks to us. I mean, I don't have to look presentable. I don't even have to shower because nobody's <laughs> around us. <laughs> so sweatpants are great, aren't they? <laughs> I'm fully dressed. Yeah. Well, so you know. I, I'm not going to say that, so. <laughs> but I got a nice button down on, don't I? <laughs> I'm like the weather guy on TV, you know, that's sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's fascinating. Uh, one of my pet peeves is like, I'll uh, talking about email, like I'll connect a couple of friends, right? And they've asked for a connection to somebody, or I just think they'll enjoy each other. And then as they're setting the appointment, I'm still copied. And I'm like, people, please, 
I, I did my job. Stop replying all. Uh, I mean, the first one, you can reply all. Hey, thanks, Dr. Joey. Appreciate you connecting us. Da, 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 da. But 16 emails later, when you're trying to figure out each other's schedule rather than using Calendly, um, <laughs> it would be nice to be to be left out of those. But I am really surprised by But then it makes perfect sense by the, you know, she didn't acknowledge me. She didn't look at me. Uh, or she looked at me and didn't speak or something like that because we have been sitting around in yoga pants and um, just kind of doing our thing. And you speak to everybody that comes on zoom, at least initially, right. Until you cut your camera off. Um, yes. That that's really interesting. So we've got this, that seems to me to be the biggest challenge to recreating a positive work culture. Now is that some companies are requiring us to come back in two or three days a week some are requiring us to come back in altogether. And there's this massive debate about productivity. And I'm thinking if I live in an area like where you live and I have to drive an hour one way to work and an hour home, that's wasting two hours of my day. But that's just me. Um, what are some other challenges, particularly those that you're seeing emerge around etiquette and communication as we're trying to figure out as we're doing the dance to work in person or not to work in person? And I agree with you. There is, there are pros and cons to both and companies mm. have been struggling with that, but yeah. it seems that they have found that there's more benefit for employees to come in one by monitoring, although they have, you know, apps and things that they can monitor the computer. And if they don't see those keys moving around, they know that they're, you know, obviously doing anything, feeding their dog or shopping or something. Um, so there are, those, but, <laughs> yes, but who's going to really monitor those throughout the day, every day. I mean, that's just something for them to check in periodically. Uh, some employees say that they're more productive. Others say that they're not because there's just so many distractions in your home. Uh, you do lose, I believe, uh, some opportunity to build your relationships with coworkers. Mm -hmm. And some people go, well, well, I don't care. I don't want to, I have friends. I don't need friends at, at work. And and that's fine. I, you don't have I mean, to. I got to look at these people. I got to sit next to them again. Yes. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> well, because they may have a skill or some knowledge on something that could help you, but you don't know that because you're just working on your own and you haven't right. developed that during break time or in talking with them. So they could be an asset to you to get your job done better and quicker or with more knowledge. Also, you may lose out on opportunities that you hear, you know, through the grapevine at the water cooler, as they used to say, that there is an opportunity for a promotion. I know companies put it online, but you might hear about it in advance. Um, also, having a, a stronger relationship with your manager, maybe developing it, uh, having that opportunity in person, face to face, because we lose so much it, this is pretty good because you can see my mannerisms, but you don't know if my legs going up and down going, gosh, I got to get out of this. You know, <laughs> where my whole body tells a story <laughs> when we're in person. Uh -huh. um, Nonverbal. Yeah, I could be playing Candy Crush over here and you don't know it, you know. Um, so I, I think there's some benefits to, to being, being in person and sure. also... I do believe that you might get more work done because you don't know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. um, so for those reasons, then if you work for a company that has good lunches, you know, that provide free lunch. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's that, right? Yeah. There's that. Uh, they have the best granola. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we're coming back together though, there to your point, it's almost like we've, uh, 
our, our communication skills, our etiquette sensibilities have diminished. So I never in a million years would have thought of one, you know, she didn't acknowledge me when I walked in the room. Uh, what are some others like that that you're hearing today? Well, uh, let's see. I have a long list um, of some, somewhere where I'm going to go, actually. And they sent me a huge long list of their concerns. Wow. Um, and uh, somebody who's being bossy. So I have my list right here. Um, yeah. That, uh, yeah, somebody who, you know, you ask a coworker for some help and they refuse to assist you. Mm. Uh, that's another one on uh, not being collaborative gossiping. That's still a huge one. That's in the top 10 mm. gossiping about other people to other coworkers. Yeah. And, and that is so defeating of a positive work culture. How do you deal with gossip? I mean, wh- what am I supposed to do? Let's say I walk up on a conversation since we're back together. Now I walk up on a conversation and they're gossiping. What am I supposed to do? Well, if it's about you, that's different than the way I'm going to answer. If you hear about another colleague and just go, wow, is that what they're saying about Maria? Maybe we should tell her so she mm-hmm. is aware of that. That's a little sassy, but, you know, that way it'll stop. I'm like, no, no, she can't know about this. Then they like will that. have to I stop. Because like that. that's holding uh-huh. up a mirror to say, here's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Uh, what can we yes. do to help Maria? Mm-hmm. Now, if you walk up and it is about you, you can either <laughs> that's a different Things story. Go quiet, you know. Why are you just standing there staring at me now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you got a little wind of it, uh yeah, that, yeah you heard some, a few of the things you can just say, Well, I wish you'd come to me if you were concerned or if I did anything to offend you. What I try and promote is go in with the uh, benefit of the doubt, not accusing. I heard you say this. Why are you talking about me? It's like, yeah. they're going to go, well, you shouldn't have listened. You shouldn't have been here. You weren't supposed to hear, you know, whatever. That is not helpful, but just go, yeah, I, I heard. I'm sorry. I overheard you guys talking about me and ask them and just say, I, I'd rather you come to me. And so that I can, you know, mend or apologize or correct something if I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So that, that takes away from their, I don't know, power or gossip or that feeling yeah, that they, so yeah, then really. they have to, yeah. Then, then you can open up the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone comes to gossip to you about someone, you can just say, you know, I'm not into the gossiping, just be very upfront and say, you know, I don't want to participate in the gossip or, you know, uh, Bob is a friend of mine and I really don't want to hear it. Yeah. Because the reality is if you're coming to me talking about Bob, then you're going to go to Bob and talk about me. Right. Yeah. Because that's just how you are. What I'm what I'm thinking about is we've had uh, a couple of previous episodes with like Joshua Freeman and uh, Rob Volpe, both of whom talk about emotional intelligence. So what you're really talking about is be clear in your communication and and keep emotional intelligence in the forefront of your mind as you're talking. I believe so. But that's where I think the obstacle is. <laughs> You know, with, with a lot of people, uh, again, it's pushing my agenda, what I need yeah. to say, you know, similar to what I said when we started. Right. We're um, venting. Our, our, our goal. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our goal is not to resolve, maybe, mm. um, or to resolve our way completely. Mm. The word compromise doesn't seem to be as common as it mm. used to be, because compromise you know, I don't get everything I want and neither do you, but we've come to a place where we can work together. 
you know, you're going to work with people you don't like also, and they're not going to like you. Not everyone is going to like you and we still need to get the job done. So, yeah, I like that. that. So ask yourself as you're coming into a conversation, what's my goal? What do I want to accomplish? What's the ideal outcome for this conversation? Now that requires you to stop for just a moment and think, before you speak. And I'm fond of saying, Rosalinda, that one of the best days of my life was the day I discovered I didn't have to say everything I was thinking. It's part of what's kept me married for 41 years to the same woman. <laughs> right? That's an entirely different episode. But yeah, that's right. You know, because sometimes I say things, Rosalinda, and it sounded a lot better in my head than it came out of my mouth. So mm-hmm. just ask yourself, what what's the ideal outcome? What do I hope to accomplish from this conversation? Take a breath, mm-hmm. and then have that conversation. Rosalinda Randall is my guest. Uh, so we're going to go get the book, Don't Burp, in a boardroom right now. We're going to go to Amazon and pick up our copies today. Uh, then we're going to go to rosalindarandall.com. By the way, the book and the URL are both in the show notes. So if you're walking the dog around the Peloton, don't worry about it. They're right there for you. What are we going to discover? What's Work Positive Nation going to discover when they go to rosalindarandall.com? Well, I have business trainings, you know, that I can go on site and talk about all kinds of things, um, including dining etiquette, you know, which fork to use and what not to order on a, you know, dining interview if you're mm-hmm. taking out to dinner and things like that. But uh, my blog, too, just I put out oh, a lot of tips and uh, that's it. Very simple, streamlined. In fact, I'm kind of revamping it right now. But uh, oh, but I like simple because <laughs> I can find stuff. So there's websites where I have to dig 16 pages deep to find what I'm after. Those are the ones that frustrate me. So RosalindaRandall.com is the website you want to go to. Don't burp in a boardroom is the amazing, fascinating book. It's going to answer every question you've ever had. Probably a few you didn't think of about mm-hmm. etiquette and how to communicate well in uh, your workspace and place depending on where you find yourself virtually or back together again, physically. Rosalinda, Work Positive Nation always wants to know from my guests, what's one thing we can do? So let me ask you, what's one thing that Work Positive Nation can do starting today to create a positive work culture? Really touched upon it. And I have like three questions, but you know, that I ask myself prior to opening my mouth, especially Mm. in an awkward or, you know, unpleasant situation. Mm. And if I had to pick one of them before I open my mouth is how will it help? Mm. That, that's it. How will it help if if I address this? Mm. That's yeah. it. So how I will mean, it help the other person or people involved? How will it help me? Just the situation. Just how, if, if I address this, you know, like you said, sometimes the best thing to do is to keep quiet or to ask for time. Uh, you don't always have to address that situation, that moment. You can say, I need to sit with this for a while. Can we talk about it in an hour or tomorrow? And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's probably the best actionable thing. If I had to say one thing, just you don't need to address that immediately. Mm-hmm. So ask myself, how will this help? That's an amazing yeah. question. I absolutely love it. And oh, by the way, when you ask yourself that question, your emotional intelligence is going to grow as well. Mm-hmm. So you'll communicate better and have more etiquette 
in your workspace. Rosalinda Randall, the website is rosalindarandall.com. The book is Don't Burp in a Boardroom <laughs> or Walking Down the Hole on the Way to the Boardroom. Yeah. Rosalinda, thanks so much for sharing with us so generously today. I'm better for sitting with you today and learning from you. And I know Work Positive Nation is as well. You're so kind. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. And it was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends who are HR and small business leaders so they can do one thing today to create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. I'd like to give you a free work positive course just for listening. It's called Something to Talk About, and it's transformed the work conversations of so many people all over the world. Get your free copy when you go to workpositive.today slash something to talk about and you can start transforming your conversations today. Remember, it pays to work positive.